0: The initial spark for the brewery was to base it on community supported agriculture, you know, CSAs. We just change out the A for a B, so we got community supported beer. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner with Phil Mount, and we're on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. Today in the Speakeasy, we have Colin Rudine. He's, He's the founder of Boise Brewing, and he's here to share his startup story. Welcome, Colin.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So uh so Colin uh did I get your last name right? Rudine. R- R- yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Um so uh for those who don't know, Boise Brewing um is like you, you know, it's here locally obviously, but um it's it's been it was founded a lot different. It's a kind of unique startup because there's uh it's it's definitely co-owned by a lot of the public. So Colin, just tell us kind of the backstory of how you set it up and how, you know, what how, and the structure of it, because it's really kind of unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the initial spark for the brewery was to base it on community-supported agriculture, you know, CSAs. We just change out the A for a B, so we got community-supported beer. Kind of <laughs> same idea. <laughs> like it, pay like up, it. Yeah, pay up front and you get a year's worth of growler fills, in our case, instead of fresh vegetables. Um And then when it came a little bit further down the line, getting closer to raising capital and putting everything together to get our start, I discovered that it was really, really hard to project that uh, community aspect into our ownership structure. And I kind of, because I wanted it to be like your normal craft beer drinker, not a huge investment and a lot of people to be able to own a piece of the brewery, just like our CSA concept. Um, And I got a lot of people that told me, no, and it's like (laughs) going to the doctor, you just go to somebody else until you get the answer you like. Sure. So eventually found this alternative method, wasn't used very often. Um, Used it for the first time just before we opened, got 232 people, uh, local owners, and then we just used it the second time too for an expansion. And So we're up to 450 owners in the company right now.
1: Awesome. That's so cool. When did this start?
0: Uh, We just actually had our fourth anniversary party. Okay. Um, I've been working on it for probably five and a half years. Um, So, yeah.
1: So, um, what's your background? Do you have a background in this industry? No.
0: Okay. (laughs) No. I've got no business doing this whatsoever.
1: Okay, uh, but a beer
0: lover, nonetheless. Yeah, so I used <laughs> to, I did a project development for for wind power, for renewable energy for quite a while. Uh, I quit my job, I, and I had some time. I was going to just do some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, because I saw you in your bio that uh, you used to be an industrial engineer. I think I still am. Okay, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> of course you are. Right? You get that you get that label for life, you know, if yeah. you want to. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, all right, well, cool. And then, but yeah, but you... Uh, you found yourself falling for this idea. Like, what, what was that? Was a story behind that?
0: What was this? What was the seed? Well, so the problem was that I'd been, like I said, I quit my job and I was brewing more and more and more, mm-hmm. and uh, I got frustrated with some of the temperature controls. So I was making my own microcontrollers to automate some of the temperature because you're an process. engineer, right? Yeah, yeah there's that uh, <laughs> yeah. engineering part. That was super fun, but that's not sustainable as a hobby. So. Um, as it was kind of spiraling out of control, I, I started to realize, like, okay, this this needs to be a business or tone it down a little bit, and decided to go, to go for it. Well Okay, so uh,
1: um, what were some of those early roadblocks? Did, did you end up doing like a Kickstarter too,
0: or yeah, how, yeah, yeah, we did a Kickstarter, and that I mean, we we raised thirty thousand uh, dollars through that, which is not uh, you know money oh. to raise a, to start a company by any means. That was more like test the water to see if this is people that are into it mm-hmm. you know basically throw this idea out to the public in a monetary way and, and see if there was interests behind it
1: right and, and, and you know starting a brewery it takes a lot of expensive equipment
0: yeah yeah
2: and it's so pretty it's pretty capital a, intensive for it's a, very capital intensive yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and so finding i mean are you in your original location and and mm-hmm. all that stuff yep okay so
0: and tell us where you're at so we're at uh, right next to Trader Joe's, kitty corner from there, 5th and Broad, mm-hmm. um, in the in the new uh, live district. Yeah. Which has become a
2: hotspot, right? You, you, it's been great. You, pink, you right? did well with yeah. your site location.
1: Well, I mean, it's, but initially it might have been really scary, though, right? Because yeah. you're kind of a little bit off the... Yeah,
2: Trader Joe's was
1: right
0: there, which was nice. But, yeah. But other than that, it was kind of just on the outskirts of, of town, of the downtown core. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of lucked out as far as the location goes and everybody coming in. Well, yeah, after like, we'd signed our 20-year-long lease. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We didn't
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoa.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, well, yeah, because now you have neighbors like the Fowler, yep. which are literally right behind you. Yep. Right? They're right so across that's the alley. And I
0: think it's 160
2: units, apart- if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, apartments, right? Yeah. Yep. And so literally they can step out their front door and around the corner is you. Yep. So that's... We'd- Hope to be our the extension of their living room, basically. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that. Helps. I'd be in trouble if I had a, a brewery. Downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Sorry,
2: hon. I'm going to be another hour. See, this is this is why so many people want to want to live downtown, right? Oh yeah. Right. You just step out your front door and endless possibilities. But there's yeah. lots to do. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, um, but okay. So, what was it? So, how many
0: beers do you make at your? at your, your shop. So we've got four core beers that okay. we make all the time. We've got a seasonal beer. and What are some of those names? So uh, I've got right in front of me here, this is...
1: He brought you, it beer, by the way. IPA. He did bring
0: beer, and we're just
2: really, really pleased.
1: And they were cold, too.
2: <laughs> they're cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not open yet, but...
1: Uh, well, you know, one of our, you know, our production managers out there, and so he's, you know... Out, you're, there's actually rules, you know, that you have to sign off that you will not drink on
0: air. It's like an FCC guideline, so... Is that for only people that work here or for your guests as well?
1: Well, I, well, I don't or know. Just. Just, <laughs> maybe there's a loophole. We should find it. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right.
0: No, I think guests were fine. So. Well... Yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah, so um, what are your core ones again?
0: So um, I've got uh, in front of me here Hip Check IPA. We, you know, we, as a community-owned brewery, we try to, to stay true to those values and everything we do. So this is actually named for my wife who used to play roller derby. Of course, Hip checking and girls out of the way. Um, we got Broad Street Blonde. That's an easy one. We're on Broad Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syringa Pale Ale. That's the state, state flower. flower. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we... we you know, try to stay true in our our beers and, and our, everything else we do. Do you uh do you guys have um a, a,
1: a brewing style that's kind of your own? I mean, there's there, I mean, there must be because I'm totally novice. And I don't know, but I imagine there's just so many different options and approaches and um you know yeah. ways you can approach the whole process.
0: The, yeah, so we're we definitely are strong in anything that's hop forward. So IPAs, pales. Okay. Uh we have another beer called the Black Cliffs American Stout. Um that we we've actually got two awards at the Great American Beer Fest mm. and recently we got gold at the World Beer Cup for that. Oh wow. So we that's can awesome. say it's the best American stout in the world. Well,
2: <laughs> that's terrific. That would be something yeah. that I yeah. would brag about. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. And 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 good for the city that uh, the your, your name is Boise Brewing, right? Yeah, well, totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> so the mayor has to be very pleased with that. So
1: Wow, and, and so tell us more about how it works again with these, these owners, you know, so you said that they, by them making an investment, they were, that made them eligible for beer
0: regularly. What, explain that better. Yes, well, so it's it's just normal stock. They okay. own a, a, from a technical perspective, it's just stock. They own a piece of the pie, just like okay. uh, buying Microsoft or anything like that. So you
1: had to set that all up, which was must have been a yeah, little complicated. Few, few yeah, a few hoops
0: to jump through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are more liquid benefits than others to ownership. <laughs> uh, so they get a growler fill every month um, for life, and then they've all got their a mug down at the brewery with their name on it. Um, oh wow, cool. So there's, yeah we try to do some we've got a, a picnic coming up for the owners, and we try to do fun stuff like that, Give them first dibs on
2: you know special release beers. Yeah. So when you do seasonals, um, how, how often are and then how many? It it just
0: depends. We we try to have we have a, a more formal seasonal lineup, which of course is changing as we're working through what's what's moving the best and what we need to change. Yeah. And then we have. We're, it's, we're, as we're kind of becoming less um, out of our infancy stage. We've got some beers that we've seen kind of take off more than others. So we we do one. Uh, I don't know what, how many what kind of language I can use here, but there's a, a witch's brew, shall we say, that uh, okay. we we bring out every year um, that's Halloween, been really popular yeah Halloween or Christmas time kind of okay um, so there's always kind of paying attention to those beers that really catch on and yeah. make those again do you
2: do like a, a spring like in, in Germany right they do Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the springtime right um, well we've, it's actually brewed in the spring right so yeah we've we've done
0: an Irish red okay. called Fair Dig in the springtime um, and then, that's it's honestly it's like kind of looking at month to month. What are we short on? What are we missing style wise? Yeah. What sounds fun coming up? What kind of yeast can we get our hands on? That kind of thing. Yeah.
1: What's so, yeah. So what is that? You know, kind of the dynamics behind the scenes of operating a brewery and like what kind of things need to come together for you to. So you mentioned you know getting the right kind of
0: yeast or whatever. I mean, what
1: what what. So, we don't, yeah, I don't know what goes example, on the background. Yeah.
0: Uh, we don't really make a whole lot of lagers. Okay. And typically, when you're brewing, you'll use a, a yeast 10 times in a row, say. So, you do use it again and again in 10 batches of beer. So, since we don't really do a lot of lagers, we can't do 10 in a row. We're not going to pay for one pitch of yeast for one beer. But if, uh, in our case, Sockeye had a an extra uh we could, we could go over there and get yeast from them and, like, oh, yeah, su- sweet. Go pick some up and brew up a lager, and it doesn't cost us the extra, you know, $1,000 because okay.
1: we got it for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. You can use it more than one time. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. That is cool. Um, and then hops, are you source locally, or do you get them from everywhere? We get them from everywhere. There's a lot that we get locally. Yeah. We just
0: call up Debbie out in Parma, and she brings a box down for us. Uh, but not every hop variety grows in this climate, so right. we get some other hops from from out of the area as well.
2: Yeah, are they mostly domestic U.S. or do you get some from Europe? Or?
0: Pretty much mostly domestic. There's a few varieties from Europe. Um, there's a uh, New Zealand's pretty popular for hop growing, but they seem to be like super expensive, so we don't use a whole lot of those. Yeah, but there's a there's a ton of stuff that we get locally.
2: Yeah, and so how do you distinguish between? I mean, the, the varieties of hops. How do you how do you figure out? Okay, yeah, this particular species of hops is is what i want to do for the hip hip check beer,
0: yeah right? so um that's a really complicated question there's <laughs> there's probably i don't know call it 100 different hop varieties yeah and depending on when you add them to the boil it does different things so hops that you add in the beginning adds bitterness and then hops that you add more to the middle add flavor and then at the end is uh arom- more aroma so depending on the hop variety, and when you add it, it does something different. And so if uh, Lance was here, he could give you a better answer. But there's not, I can't give you just a straight up, here's what we do. It's it's more okay. the like art of, I think if we put this together with yeah.
2: this hop, it's going to work. And then would you add hops at the beginning of the boil and then maybe later as well?
0: Generally speaking, we do them throughout okay. from beginning to end. And then even in the fermenter, we dry hop.
1: Okay.
2: Is, uh,
0: is, and Lance is your head brewer
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Lance is our head brewer. Um, all right. Well, so for folks who are, been, or, you know, who've uh, maybe listening to this, you know, what would you, what would you say about this concept of this kind of co-ownership thing? You know, whether they're in some other industry or not. Like, what did you learn from that? What can you share as far as advice and or, or stories of
2: yeah, sort or something? Of the, the crowdfunding model seems to be popular in a lot of segments, but you know, beers may be unique.
0: It's, as far as I know, we're the only community-owned brewery in the United States. That might not be true, but it's the only one I, I'm aware of. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, its there's a lot of great benefits that that we've enjoyed. Uh, for example, a lot, getting started, a lot of our contractors we traded stock with for part of their fees. So our general contractors is an owner. Some of the guys do in the concrete. Um, there's even, uh, one of our owners still is... Uh, he takes all of our spent grain, which is just garbage for us, and he turns it into this organic fertilizer um, that he can use. And then, uh, yeah, we've we even been selling some of that fertilizer to our owners and taking the proceeds and donating it to Rich to Rivers.
1: Oh, wow. sweet. So there's, a,
0: there's like a ton of crossover with the, our, our owners, um, both in getting our start and in our operations still.
1: What did you do to have to get a start? I'm sure you had
0: to get some attorneys involved. Oh, or- Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I did as much as I could, but in the end, I can't do everything. So we've got, uh, we had a, a fair amount of legal help to get our documents all in a row, and then and it's still today. That's you know, it's not for the faint of heart having 450 owners that are you have to be true to and honest to, and um, so we have we have ongoing legal costs to make sure that we're doing everything by the book.
1: Yeah, right. And what is their percentage of ownership? How does that look?
0: Um, let's see. The, at the start, it was a thousand bucks got you point 0.1%. Okay. And um, off the top of my head, it's, it changed since we did a second offering, so I can't okay. tell you exactly what sure. what it looks like. But that's the scope of it.
1: And then, do you have to do like shareholder meetings and things like that?
0: Yep, we got an annual shareholder meeting coming up, which is uh, part business and part party. Right. Naturally. That
1: should be. That should be right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. sounds fun and and also complicated (laughs) you know yeah it's not too bad yeah okay you're right i can see why that takes a whole lot another level of having your ducks in an order and because you have so many different
0: owners versus just one right yeah and but but we have the benefits of more connections yeah in the community and more people that have our interest at heart too because you think about it if you're going to have a beer somewhere in town are you going to go somewhere random or to the place you own yeah
2: Absolutely, so, and when you have people that are with you, right, where gonna are you going to bring, gonna bring them, them? That where you're going to bring them, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And do you have plans for expansion as far as uh, bringing
0: more owners in, or? you said you just did a recent one. Uh, yeah, we we don't have any particular plans to do another round. Of course, who knows what the future holds.
1: Yeah. Well, that was going to be my kind of next question. Like, what do you guys have a vision of where you want to take this, or are you going to keep maintaining? Do you want to grow more? What's your that's been vision. An
0: ongoing discussion one that i don't have an answer for right now mm-hmm. there's kind of two routes that we could take one is to be happy in our current building our current facility we can still grow a little bit in there as far as production capacity uh and and say that we're happy and don't need to be aggressive or or maybe we aren't happy yet and we want to be aggressive at another production facility get get into other states and we'll see what happens right because uh do you
1: distribute
0: outside of the treasure valley a little bit. We're, we've are we got some in Wyoming and a little bit in Olympia, Washington.
1: Okay. okay. And a, and that that takes on a whole nother level of production, right? To kind of start getting, you know, reaching more...
0: Yeah. States. I mean, the, th- the thing is that as a local brewery in Idaho, we're going to sell way more beer here than we are in, say, Washington, even though there's a lot higher population. So, yeah. sure, we have to brew more to support other states, but I, I don't expect it to be like you know tripling our production or anything.
1: Well, like I agree because you're I mean, you definitely branded yourself to this community
0: for sure. For better or worse, I mean, you see right. Boise on every top 10 list, right? So yeah. that's you know, you could say it's a detriment, it might be an advantage too cuz it's I totally kind of a hot. I would that hot was, city. Right.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, uh like Boulder got be so like yeah. trendy, cool, whatever for a long time, maybe it still is. Um but Boise is kind of in that kind of realm now, right? We're just kind of like,
2: oh, yeah, Boise. That's that place, fill in the blank, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So you brought into the studio a six-pack of cans, and that's kind of a new trend in the, in the industry, right, to go back to cans again. Yeah. Because originally, microbrews were pretty much bottled. Yeah, cans were perceived
0: as cheap beer right. for a long time, but... In fact, it's a much better um, package for beer because no light gets in. Light, light's bad for beer. Right. And no light gets in through there. It's much more recyclable than than a glass bottle is. Right. And on top of that, if you're going on a river trip or hanging out at the park, that's a lot better to have than glass. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. It just makes sense.
2: Yeah. And so you do, growlers, tap on tap, and then. Yeah. Cans. Yep. And we do we do some bottles
0: too. We do some 22 ounce bottles.
2: Okay cool yeah cool and then how do you do packaging right that's a i mean that's a really cool looking can to be honest right thank you it's a really yeah so we i mean the the branding of course we do
0: ourselves we've got a karuko that helps us with the branding but you know we do that in-house uh but we have a third party that actually comes in for the physical canning of the beer okay so they got a big trailer that they roll up and wheel out all the canning equipment and we just hand them the end of the hose and tell them to go to town. Wow! And then, and we, we got canned beer at the end of the day.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So in one end of the trailer comes the hose with the uh, with. Was well, so it they, they roll all the equipment out into the brewery, so that it's all, all okay. on the brew floor. Okay. And we hand them the hose that at the yeah. hooks up to the tank.
2: Right. And and let them do their thing. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's a. Again, that's a sub-business that nobody ever thinks of, right? Totally. Mobile canning business. Mobile canning, yep. That's fascinating. Okay.
1: And what do, you, what do you guys do as far as, like, to generate... You know, every business owner has this challenge of, like, how do we get more people interested? How more people, you know, find out about what we're doing? It's always this it's learning curve of an experimentation. Do you guys often do events
0: and stuff? to? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, and we're... You're totally right, we're, every business is always trying to find out how do you get more people into your business, yeah, same with us, uh, and we're finding that it's one of our core values is authenticity, you know whenever we throw an event that just is something that we think is real and authentic, it's successful, and nothing else really matters I mean of course you have to have good beer and good planning and all those things but it comes down to authenticity what do you think the recipe is for authenticity like how do you deliver on that there isn't one that's the <laughs> thing that's what makes it tricky it's
1: <laughs> so I was hoping you had me, like the magic you know yeah. like formula <laughs> and, and then you'd be able to
0: share it with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah well for example uh, we're starting a new thing where we're going to have uh, a keg of beer we make a special keg of beer um, one, one keg and a dollar of every pint sale from that keg is gonna go to a local charity. So, uh, coming up on uh, July 11th, we're gonna start this for the first time. We got a call it Peaches and Cream. So we got uh, peaches we're adding to one of our seven creen- Crane Cream Ales, huh. a summer beer. Um, and you know, it's something, it's, it's that's not anything wild and crazy, but it's something that's real and given back to the community and something that, you know, hopefully that we can do something good at the same time it's bring more people into the tap room.
1: Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. So so it's just on that one beer, so when someone buys it, you know, every every beer that someone buys from that keg, they're gonna you're gonna donate a dollar to Yep. Okay. Now
0: so, so the funny thing is for this first one we didn't hadn't actually had anybody in mind yet. For the great. charity. For the charity. That was so was gonna be my next question.
2: Yeah. Were yeah. you guys interested? Well <laughs> you wanna <to> come down? <laughs> well, I've certainly come down to drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, we've we know a few charities too. Yes, right.
1: Well, you know, it's 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 great too, and especially you can tie it with ones that you know either need help with a shout out too, right? Sure. So a lot of times there's these great communities that you know organizations out there that, um, you know, they're just like doing some amazing work, but they're just flying on the radar, and just like a lot of small businesses are. Yep, and That's right. um, And so it's cool when you can kind of. Join forces and do good things, and you know, try to make it authentic. And it's not all corporate-y. it's just fun and you know, uh, it, real. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. And I think that's a great idea, um, and it's cool that yeah. And that's starting in July. Starting in July. Okay. And what is your address or place for people? Who are you said so? You're near the uh, Trader Joe's, but yeah. like for people who are not totally familiar with you're at five twenty one
0: West Broad Street.
1: So you're kind of Kitty Corner from Yep,
0: yeah. Look for the big grain silo out in front. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you're you're, uh, and for people that don't know downtown Boise all that well, Broad Street is the street that runs between Front and Myrtle. Exactly. Right, and so you're and and you're on the east side of Capitol Boulevard. Uh, yep. Correct. So Yeah. Right. Right behind all of the brand new tall hotels. Right there and the Fowler. Yep. Yeah. So lots of new built in customer base yeah it's been great yeah so like i said none of that stuff was planned when you uh when you signed your lease i wish i could say i'd planned that out but it's (laughs) pure dumb luck yeah that's awesome
1: wow well it sounds like you know it's really cool that you guys did something brave and not really done before as far as we know as far as allowing people to be co-owners in the, the brewery well it's kind of like the uh
2: the green bay packer model right did they do that? Yes, absolutely. Oh, of course. Yes, I didn't you know can, that. Yeah, no, you can you can be a shareholder in the Green Bay Packers. Huh? Yeah.
1: Totally. And I like the idea of you know it's uh and in so, like around like a, a brewery is just fun because it's yep. something that you can uh, go and be a part of. It's
0: not like something that's in the distance or you buy a stock you know right. online and. Yeah, the whole point is that you can come and appreciate your investment. It's not some just anonymous place.
1: And I'm sure there's some that really try to get their money's worth out of their investment.
0: Yeah, if you do the math, the just the growler fills is a pretty decent return on your investment. I bet it is. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, cool, Colin. I, I, I re- reach you best of luck. there. I'm so glad that you guys are doing this community-based run kind of uh, brewery in town. I think um, I, I'd be curious to see if other breweries around, the, you know, the nation or even world, kind of follow this because I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I uh, for more information you can go to boisebrewing.com and like I said they're they're right off of uh, you know right in downtown so anybody very accessible and the way they check it out that's really cool so well um, and then uh, and then yeah for about that July stuff in, starting July when was the date you're gonna start uh, that July 11 uh, July 11 is uh, when they're doing that uh, you buy a beer with a certain keg and it goes to charity which is really cool a dollar goes to charity All right. Well, thanks again for coming in. It's
0: been great to have you. Thanks for having me.